Friday Eve to you, Mark Aram here, you there. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard uh, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang all here, Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck screens your calls. Everyone's ramped up uh, or should be ramping up, I hope, for Mother's Day. If you have been a slacker, like I'm sure a bunch of you have, um, a great late day, uh, last minute Mother's Day gift uh, would be my suggestion. Would be to head a punchline this weekend and see comedian Joe DeRosa on the uh, legendary punchline stage. Joe joins us in studio on the Mark Aram Show. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? Are you know uh, married? Kids? What's the deal? Neither. You have a mom that's that's with us still. I, yeah. Okay. Not today. She's not here today. But she's yeah. not going to be at the uh, punchline. Yeah. She. In fact, when I was waiting to come in, I was. I was uh, shopping for her gift. Okay. Did you come up with something? I think I'm going to get her uh, and my dad, well, because their anniversary was this week, too. Nice. So I think I'm going to get them a bunch of games. I feel like they need, like, fun. Board games? Yeah. Like, I think they need some, (laughs) like, you know, because they kind of have their own hobbies in the house. Yeah. My mom reads a lot, and my dad, you know, is off- I guess with his workbench or something. Tinkering around. But I was like, I should get them like Jenga and stuff like that. Like they, they should have more stuff to like play together. Candyland, shoots and ladders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. That kind of thing. All right. We played Uno at Christmas and it was it was a real big uh it was a good exercise for all of us. I probably haven't played that in thirty years. Did the rules come back to you quickly? No, in fact, we uh <laughs> we argued a lot over what the cuz we we couldn't remember like yeah. There were, uh, th- you. Re- that's one of those games you'll remember. There's rules that aren't that don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> if you put a stack of Uno cards in front of me right now, I would no. I have no idea how to play the game. Yeah, I thought you had to throw like the same. Like if you threw the same number on top of the same number, like it it been a skip. And it, yeah, I had all kinds. That's not of, the deal. Uh, no, and and you'd be surprised when you pull out that Uno rule book pamphlet. Yeah. It's extensive. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, and I remember it being the easiest game in the world, but we were like, we got to read the rules. Like, Make I can't rules. remember, and then the, the rules are really confusing. For Uno, for which Uno. probably is the simplest game of all time. That's, yeah. I, there's a pamphlet for that. That reminds me of, I don't know how you did in your family, but uh, Monopoly. Yeah. Did you start off, did you throw $500 into the free parking to start the game off? No. What was that? What was that move? So you throw 500 bucks in the middle as like a pot builder, I guess? And if you land on free parking, you get it. And that, that oh, was no. something we did. But according to the rules, you don't do that. It changes the no, whole that's dynamic. That's a very of the game. Uh, socialist approach to, <laughs> we're, to we're, Monopoly. Exactly. <laughs> we're seeding the, uh, the enterprises, the government grant of $500 <laughs> to the Monopoly board. Now, now I've got to go get Uno. So, all right. So yeah. here's for Mother's Day either buy your mom Uno or get her tickets to see Joe DeRosa at the Punchline this weekend. Uh, tickets available online at punchline.com. Calm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to play the club. I have I've, I haven't been to this club yet. Yeah, it's. Uh, have you? Were you at the old one? 
Or you've never been to Atlanta? No, I've never played the Atlanta Punchline. Uh, I've played Atlanta before, but I've never been to the Punchline. So this is a first, and I'm excited. Uh, you know, it's a it's an institution. It's been here forever. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's a it's a great. The the old location was was historic. Yeah, um, no, I know. Uh, but the new location I like even better, and I think you'll appreciate it. I can't tell you. I'm not a comic. I can't tell you if the room is any better as a comic. Sure. I mean, I, it probably doesn't really matter that much to you. Yeah, the the layout of the the room. No, no, that matters. Oh, does it really? The, yeah, but I the, from the pictures I've seen of the new room, it looks like yeah, a great layout. Yeah, it's pretty normal. Yeah. It's pretty normal. The benefit for for the crowd that'd be me, and I would imagine for you, depending on how stingy Jamie Bendel is, it's the greatest comedy club menu of all time because oh. it's in a diner. Yeah, you can get uh, lobster tails, a milkshake, and mozzarella sticks, and a cheese omelet. <laughs> you know, the, most comic club comedy like I went to um where did I go to New York a couple weeks ago? Uh Jeez Louise. Carolines? It wasn't Carolines. Gotham? Gotham. Yeah, Gotham's so I, sort of my home in New York. Love that place. Yeah. And uh I mean it's a great it's a great club. I love the room. Yeah. But the food I mean it was I had chicken fingers. Yeah. You know, that's what you're getting at a at a, a a stand-up place. Was that running about $38, $40? No, it wasn't, but it was the two-drink minimum (laughs) was kind of... So I thought, I figured the chicken fingers would count as a drink. No. No, it doesn't. I was like, (laughs) he goes, goes, last call. I'm like, no, I'm good, because I had one cocktail. He goes, no, it's a two-drink minimum. I'm like, dude, I had chicken fingers. That doesn't count as a drink? Yeah, no, that's... That should count as a drink. uh, It's not Gotham's fault. It's New York's fault. Is that uh, the... Oh, really? It's New York is just so... So when I lived in New York, I remember once... Uh, I was complaining to Bill Burr about the prices of New York, mm-hmm. and he just goes, DeRosa, when are you going to understand you're living in the Paris of the United States? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. And and from there on out, I never, I just never complained again. I yeah. was like, this is just what it is here. Like, you have to just accept it or not. I was there for 10 years. It's an expensive. It is. Expensive where, where did you live in the city? city. Uh, I lived all around the city. I lived, uh, where did I live? I lived in Queens first. You then looked I looked like in- an Astoria guy. Uh, we, we were outside of Astoria, not right. in it proper, and then I was in uh, Harlem, and then I was in Hell's Kitchen. Wow. And then I was in Gramercy, and then I was in uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. So I, I I bounced all around. Brooklyn, by far, was my favorite. Williamsburg's pretty cool. Did you get to go to uh, uh, the steak joint there? Um, oh, Peter yeah. Luger's. Peter Luger's? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I t- in fact, I took my parents there for their anniversary there once. So there You're you go. Son. You're a good son. <laughs> I was I was in New York so a couple of weeks ago, and you're right; it's expensive. When you're there for the weekend, it's like, oh, no problem. I'll I'll take the forty dollar Uber ride. Right. But day to day living, it's insane. Yeah, it's like if you lived in Vegas, but had to gamble every day <laughs> while you live there. You know, like yeah, it's just you. It's it's a, it's tough. But once you learn, you know, it's a it's a city that you have to learn the hustle of, and and once you learn how to work the city, yeah. Um, got to learn the shortcuts. Yeah, though. like it's not so bad, but but you know, it's there. There will become if you live there. At least for me, when I lived there, there were entire chunks of the city I would just avoid because I was like, <laughs> no, I don't go to that part of town. The Bronx, <laughs> well, Staten Island. <laughs> 
Yeah, those, those, those for other reasons. But uh, Staten Island was just very boring to me. Yeah, that's uh, a weird place. You know, I, I no offense to anybody from Staten Island. <laughs> um, the Bronx had some fun stuff, but it, it, it could get a little get, get a little heated up there. Sometimes. So, the, so this is good. And you used to work with Pete Holmes, right? Yeah, I'm a big fan of his HBO show Crashing, which kind of gives you a really inside look to the I would think what the life of a stand up is in New York City. Is that kind of a true to life tell reckoning of uh of what it's like to be a stand up in the city? I, I mean I think it's as close as you could probably get. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think I, I don't think any depiction of stand up comedy is ever entirely accurate because they can't they can't make it entirely accurate mm-hmm. on television because so much of it is is being alone you know like so much of it is the downtime, the downtime yeah. in the hotel room or in the apartment uh you know and then so much of it gets inc- incredibly dark sure well <laughs> so, i would imagine what you know, what really separates those that make it and those that don't is how you manage that downtime do you just sit there and watch daytime tv or do you do you write do you go out and experience the city you're in? Like right now, uh, you're in Atlanta. Are, are you going to just stay in a hotel? Or are you going to write? Or are you going to go see things? What, what's your plan this weekend? No, I'll I'll uh, I'll be out and about this weekend. Yeah, I might go to buying the, board games. My friend might take me to the gun range. Okay, I've never never really done that. Yeah. So I, you have I plenty of options in Atlanta <laughs> for the gun ranges. So I might do that. Um, you know, I'll go to the mall. You know, stuff like that. But. I mean, try to make a TV show out of that. It's not going to be very interesting. <laughs> I, you know? Know. I could see you at the gun range. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking yeah. of gun ranges, Joe DeRosa, comedian in studio on the Mark Aram Show. Uh, you're you're a regular or were a regular on Fox News? Uh, well, I was a regular on Red Eye. I don't okay. want to say that I was a regular on Fox News. Okay. Uh, but uh, I was a regular on a show called Red Eye that used to be on. Um and it's not on anymore. Oh, I did not know that. And it was, uh, you know, it was a fun show to be a part of. It was a sort of moderate uh, program for uh, for Fox. Yeah. Um, and I'm also not trying to come off here as somebody that only hates one side of the thing. Sure. I can't stand CNN either. So uh, I try to not align myself with either. I, gotcha. that, I think that's smart as a comedian because yeah. you want you want to hear the you know you want people of all stripes to come see you, and you don't want to alienate. The audience, no. Well, it's that's the way I look at it, my show. Like, uh, is this a, a Fox the, show, by the way? What's that? Is it? Are we on Fox Radio right no, now? No, no. Okay. <laughs> but this is a very conservative radio station. Yeah, um, and we're highly rated, and I, I appreciate that. But I, the way I approach this show is, I don't want to just talk to fifty percent of the of the audience. So I don't get political. I want a hundred percent of the audience to be able to sure. tune in and listen. And I, I would. Th- think that comedy's kind of like that. I think that, well, I mean, look, I, I certainly have my opinions, and co- I don't really talk politics at all, only because it's so trite at this point. Mm-hmm. It, who cares? What are you going to say that isn't being screamed sure. 24 hours a day on the radio or on television? So that's why I avoid it. But um, but I have my opinions on things, and I, I just think that if you're, I think when you pledge allegiance wholeheartedly to one side of any issue or cause or argument, Without trying to have any understanding of the opposition, you're really just setting yourself up for a very, very foolish uh, fall. You know, I think we live in a very eclectic and uh, contrasting country. And I think, you know, I think regardless of who you like or support or despise or hate or love or whatever it is, 
anybody out there that can that steps back and says, I just can't understand why the other person would think this way, regardless of the team, I just think you're in trouble, you know? Uh, I think there's a lot of gray area that we never really grace anymore with, with conversation about politics and social issues. That sounds like a great start to a commencement speech. I think you need to, <laughs> you do, you need to flush that out tonight after your show. Yeah. Flush that out. That's a good start to a commencement well, speech. Well, that's, yeah, that's what people want to hear when they come to a comedy show. <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't, this is why, yeah, this side is why gig. I don't talk about this stuff. It's like, it's just, you know, uh, I write a column for Penthouse, actually, every month, an oh, op-ed. But excellent. I keep it, I try to keep it all in the gray area. Like, what is everybody freaking out about? Not the like, letters. You do a column. Yeah. Because yeah, I grew no. up on the letters. No, an honest column. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do have nudes of myself <laughs> attached to it, but okay. the, that's a different. Uh, Joe, can you hang out one more segment? Sure. All right. Joe DeRosa, he's at the Punchline this weekend. Shows tonight, 8 and 10, tomorrow and Sunday. So, again, if you haven't gotten mom anything, great gift is uh, the enormously entertaining and hilarious Joe DeRosa. First time ever on the punchline stage. So yes. this is a historic event, not only for Mother's Day, but just in general. This is Comedy the most history. historic thing that's ever happened in Atlanta. Exactly. This is this is it. Says so General you don't, Sherman. Yeah, you don't want to miss this. <laughs> 404-872-0750, uh, 1-800-WSB-TALK. We'll be right back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Getting ready for Mother's Day. Uh, I can officially, yesterday we talked about Mother's Day, Joe, mm-hmm. on the show, and my mom's gift hadn't, uh, gotten to her house in Connecticut yet, but it got there. So, speaking of New York, uh, you ever heard of a place called Russ and Daughters? No. It's uh, it's like a Jewish deli. It's near Katz's. Okay. Anyway, they have the mail order thing, so I sent her a bunch of Jewish delectables. That oh, what'd you send her? Uh, it was like a box of bagels and uh, lox and cream cheese and uh, a chocolate babka and, like, just... All right. Yeah. What's a babka? I've it's heard a, the na- it's word. It's a dessert. Yeah. Yeah. It's a I dessert. imagine you said chocolate. chocolate cinnamon. <laughs> yeah. It's a breakfast food. Right. Chocolate babka. What's the, uh, but I've heard, ba- that's one of those food terms I've heard a million times that I never stopped and said, what is that? There's a there's a famous episode of Seinfeld that dealt with a babka. Uh, is that the one where he steals it from the old lady? That's the marble rye. That's the marble Another, rye. A lot of bakery baked goods bits in Seinfeld. You ever thought oh, about that for comedy? The- <laughs> bring it, bring it the, baked goods on studio. I yeah, I, th- I cook on stage. <laughs> oh, the Bobka one is the one where he gets sick from the cookie, right? Yes, because he's look the to co- the cookie, Elaine. Yeah, okay, look to the cookie. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now I got, now I got you. So she doesn't I, want the cinnamon Bobka; she wants the, the chocolate. chocolate. But all right, yes, all right, all right. Now I get it. Oh, there you go, uh, <laughs> Joe. Uh, obviously, folks are going to come see you at the Punchline this weekend. Tickets online at punchline.com. Where can we follow? Your amazing comedic career. How can we uh, reach uh, out to you? Joe DeRosa Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Though you'll find me on Instagram far more frequently than you'll find me on Twitter. No kidding. Why is uh, that? Twitter's an awful. This <laughs> 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 is what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's just people screaming yeah. at each other. It's, there's no conversation anymore. It's, it's, it, Twitter used to be very cool. And I enjoyed it with the show, but I'm with you. I'm moving more towards Instagram now. I miss the days where that you, well, I missed it. I wasn't even alive when this <laughs> happened, but it seemed like a better time when you turn on the TV and there'd be like William Buckley and Gore Vidal having a heated discussion. But, but civilized. You, but civilized. Yeah. You're like, okay, you get to hear both sides of this. It just doesn't exist anymore. I once bust George Will's table at a Mexican restaurant in Connecticut. Really? Yeah. How'd that go? It's good. Good. He was. I think uh, I was the first busboy to ever recognize George Will. And I think he was flattered by that. He's like, you know who I am? I'm like, yes, sir. That's are, great. Are you done with the chimichanga? I can clear this now. 
That's great. Yeah, yeah it's uh, you know, ba- I, I I'm a fan of a balanced perspective and uh, being willing to listen to other people's opinions. So Twitter's not a great place for me. to Understood. Be. So anyway, uh, but Jotaro's a comedy on both, and uh, my podcast will see you in hell. Uh, the horror, sci-fi, fantasy film Ooh. review podcast. Myself and Patrick Walsh uh, review all the uh, latest uh, films and classic uh, films from those genres. So you can find us uh, on iTunes and you know all those all the places you get your podcasts. Joe DeRosa, it's a pleasure. Welcome to Atlanta. Happy Mother's Thanks. Day, buddy. Looking forward to the shows. Thanks, Ben. All right. News, weather, and traffic next. This is the Mark Aram Show. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile.